Does it take a character growing and changing for you to be invested in them? If they're always the same, if uh, they're always wrong, or if they're always right, or if they're always cool or victorious in a situation, does it take the stakes out of things for you? Does it uh, ruin them? I'm not sure I really have an answer to that. This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider Zero One, Episode Ten. Uh, this episode is a little bit of a, uh, a little bit hard to define. Uh, it's about Yaiba, but it's about Isamu. Maybe it's more about their relationship. And uh, there was nothing super new that I could highlight easily. There's like a porcupine gun or whatever that um, that Yaiba gives to Isamu towards the end of the episode that he you know puts it in shotgun and is able to fire off this you know neat attack of all these quills that come out. Um, but other than that, there's nothing uh, visually new, no new forms, no real new weapons or anything like that, other than, like I said, that combination of him doing that. There was a funny bit where uh, <laughs> apparently Izu and uh, and Aruto have worked out some sort of sign language where she uh, gestures wildly and she's able to communicate to him uh, what's going on and she uses that to, to present to him the fact that while he is... Uh, being an extra in this, you know, TV drama that Hidden Intelligence is trying to use to, um, you know, make the company's public image good, that uh, Ames is fighting off uh, Metsubo Chinrai, and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. The actress, is, she does an excellent job of having a deadpan face and using these, uh, and then acting in silly ways or saying silly things, um, and it just very effective fun stuff and <laughs> we could see Samu slugged in the face by uh you know bird boy uh no not bird boy um Jin uh you know with his falky on anyway uh something interesting uh Zaya Enterprises has come back we saw their logo pop up really big in uh in uh Daybreak Town uh in talking with the Daybreak Town with the uh tour bus guide Anna I think. Anyway, um, we've. I think we've seen the outside of their building before, or at least a little bit when Yaiba's been there, talking with the guy with the little robot on his desk who uh, gave her Lightning Hornet. This fellow, who I believe is the head of Zaya Enterprises, Enterprises, yeah, uh, has a whole mess of uh, Progrise keys. Uh, he has all the toys lined up neatly on his desk to make you want them. And uh, more importantly than that, he discusses with Yaiba uh, that he uh, wants her to bring him progress keys. So I don't know uh, how many entities or factions are manufacturing progress keys, but we know that uh, the Hedon um, satellite up in the sky that Izu was connected to and that uh, Aruto's brain was connected to when he put on the driver, ugh, uh, the Zero One belt. Um, that is called Zaya, and it's spelled differently. Obviously, it sounds differently. And then this is the uh, Zaya Corporation. And uh, over here in, at Zaya Corporation, uh, they're manufacturing these. Or I, I actually don't know if they're manufacturing them, but he said he developed Lightning Hornet for her. So it seems as if maybe they have one of those 3D printers like the one that they have at uh, Hidden Intelligence. Anyway, uh, he gives that to Yaiba. And, uh, or he gives a new progress key to her and, uh, you know, he instructs her, you know, to use it in whatever way 
she can, but then he also tells her that he wants her to bring him a new one. Don't know what that means. Maybe he wants a, a Zimetsu Rise. Uh, and I, I guess that is the, the point. He was kind of saying that he uh, was irritated that uh, she gave Mammoth um, which is which was an extinction key, a Zumetsurai's key over to Zero uh, One and Heden when she could have, you know, I guess brought it to him and done something. Because thinking about it, if she is running some more complicated game, which she obviously is, and that's discussed openly in this episode, uh, she has other goals and um, you know reasons probably related to. Uh, whatever operation she's running with this guy, Isaiah, uh, for having abducted and manipulated, messed with, um, assassin, little assassin. And, uh, you know, she, I, I guess after the fight with him, she took, did he, no, somebody else said the mammoth key and he, he's always had the dodo. Anyway, um, my point is she's manipulating these other things, uh, has all this other stuff going on in the background and, this guy was uh, just basically scolding her, saying that he wants her to get back with the program and to uh, stay consistent with their goals, whatever those are. And uh, her goal, at least one of her goals, is to take down hidden intelligence. We're not sure why. I, I can't remember now if Fua uses the phrase expose hidden intelligence or take down, because his concern and he clarifies to her his only concern is stopping the uh oh, which is interesting his only concern is stopping the you know human gear from rampaging and from harming people and he says that they're there to stop human gear not to do anything about hidden intelligence specifically and there's a distinction there for him so he'd be fine with hidden continuing to operate if uh, maybe they got out of the human gear game, or I, I don't know what other technologies they have developed that they can utilize, but uh, she seems to be working with Zaya against hidden intelligence itself, whereas Fua is working, uh, you know, he doesn't care about hidden uh, intelligence itself as long as the human gear aren't affecting people uh, like they affected him. Central to the plot of this episode, there is a TV drama with a human gear uh, who's playing a detective and a veteran actor who's playing a legendary assassin. And uh, there's a concept of duality brought up. Um, the assassin says to the detective in the show that, in, in the show, in the show, that uh, people are like coins in that they have two sides and that he reveals him true self he reveals his true self to uh the young detective when he uh you know turns his gun on him and he looks like he's gonna try to kill him and um there was something else but i lost the thread there uh it's interesting to me because little assassin is watching these this guy's movies or, or shows or whatever and he sees that this guy's a master assassin and it seems as if this veteran actor has played assassins multiple times in his life and uh the <laughs> there's been kind of a running gag between Jin and little assassin that uh, you know he keeps losing and that he keeps back coming back and that yaiba kind of expresses interest that he keeps coming back and why and Jin kind of ribs him and says you keep losing and 
little assassin says, it's not that I keep losing, I'm growing and I'm getting stronger. And when he talks to uh, the actor who he thinks is a real assassin, I believe, uh, he tells him that he wants to become stronger. He demonstrates uh, that he's copied some of his moves from this assassin movie or, or show that he was in. And then he communicates to him again and again, I want to become stronger. And he is able to disguise himself as a human. He acts and he gets complimented on acting better uh, than the human gear, even though he's just some random guy off the street, basically. And they even do a line reading together and uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It's O-O-something, O-O-Yada or something. Anyway, they have a really good time and it kind of pushes uh, the actor to become disheartened with the uh, the Humagear, the actor Humagear, and that you know, sparks the conflict even more and causes the little assassin to try to destroy that Humagear, and that gets Ames involved you know, further in the plot. And uh, that brings me to my next point, that the detective... Uh, and assassin drama, the duality between them and their friendship is reflective of the relationship between Isamu and uh, Yaiba. And Isamu kind of sees himself as the naive stalwart detective who is sticking to the rules, even though he violates the rules and goes off and goes rogue all the time. It's just kind of funny how we always see ourselves as the heroes. And he sees Yaiba as... You know, the assassin who is leading this double life, which, in fairness, she is kind of leading a double life. But uh, it's just interesting how it's framed, and he ends up asking her in a, a moment of tension why she had saved him, and she explains that it's because it's what she wanted to do. And they arrive at an understanding that while they are working... I wouldn't say at cross-purposes, but while they're working towards a mostly common goal, but they have their own unique uh, takes on uh, what they're going to be doing through Ames, uh, that they're, they are friends. They do have a friendship. They do have a camaraderie. Uh, he ends up saying that they're even, but I think they're going to go ahead and continue to save each other and to one-up each other and to you know have that favorite to call on uh, as the series progresses. And uh, I don't know. It's very interesting. There's even a remark that you know, they say that Basically, one day, or she, she warns him that one day that she's going to have to turn against him and they're going to fight. And he just kind of says, yeah, well, I'm going to win. And that's the end of it. So it's a very interesting. Their relationship has just become more complicated and more interesting. And I'm wondering where it's all going to go. I got to stop now. I'm out of time. Had a lot of fun talking about this, though. MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, check out mjmunios.com for my other review series, another writer cast. King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, Going Ultra, and Swinging Through Comics, as well as my writing projects. Love what I do? Want to support me? My coffee and Redbubble accounts have you covered. Relevant links below. If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Like for example, who do you think would win in a fight between Isamu and uh, Yaiba? And do you think a Little Assassin is going to become a full-fledged writer, full-fledged character? Is he going to reach um, singularity on his own and become his own entity? Does he remind you, if you've seen SSSS.Gridman, of Ante? Because he sure reminds me of Ante. Let's talk about it. Subscribe and ring that bell 
to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews, and remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.